0: you are listening to the rising phoenix podcast this is a podcast about maternal mental health disclaimer we are not professionals we are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma heads up some content may be triggering we are recording from the stone Sheba podcast studio in provo utah
1: check them out on instagram for more info on our podcast and more
0: Hey, everybody, this is Leslie. I'm so excited to have some friends here from the Mom Jeans Fight PPD Project. Um, We've got Dr. Samantha Meltzer-Brody. She is the department chair and director of the University of North Carolina Center for Women's Mood Disorders um, at Chapel Hill there at the University of North Carolina. And she's one of the leads for the Mom Jeans Project. And we also have Kinley LaGrange, and she is the client partnerships director um, she's also one of the leads for the efforts for this Mom Jeans Fight PPD project. So welcome. I'm so excited. Nice
1: to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having
0: us. Um, so let's kind of get started. How did you two connect on this?
2: I'd be happy to share the origin story as we like to call it, because this has just been such an incredible partnership thus far. Um, so I work for an advertising agency based in Los Angeles called Wong Duty. And we, every year, we try to do some sort of pro bono work. And uh, typically, we focus on women's issues. It's um, something that's near and dear to our hearts at the agency. And uh, we wanted to do something in the maternal mental health space and came across this incredible study that's being done at University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And They are trying to find a genetic connection to postpartum depression in order to find better treatments and hopefully someday a cure for it. And it was just an undeniable cause that we wanted to get involved with. So we reached out to uh, Dr. Samantha Meltzer Brody and her team and they were as excited about us as we were as excited about them. And uh, we decided to build this campaign, Mom Genes Fight PPD. To bring the awareness to get participation in the study because they need a hundred thousand moms who have had postpartum depression to participate in order to do this really critical work.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so kind of go into how you came up with the name, obviously, and where your where this started, where I mean, how did this become even something at Chapel Hill? that they wanted to do? Where's your beginnings with this, Dr. Brody? So
1: our team at UNC has been interested in understanding the genetic signature um, of postpartum depression. And the idea being, if you can understand the genes or the genetic signature, then you can understand any number of things, including how to identify who's at risk before they have it. Um, So hopefully, ultimately, you could ward off anyone having to suffer with this by having interventions up front rather than after someone's suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, you can then develop novel treatments if you understand the genetic signature, which then lets you understand um, the biology of it, um, and then that allows you to be effective in developing interventions. So we had been talking about that, and my colleagues at UNC, um, Dr. Patrick Sullivan Um, who's an internationally renowned psychiatric geneticist, Dr. Jerry Gwynne another geneticist, and our other team, including um, our project coordinators, Holly Krohn and and Carol Lewis, um, who runs our innovation center. Um, We wanted to be innovative and use social media as a way of reaching out to moms and bring research directly to people's smartphones. It just so happened that this Corresponded very well with the launch initially of Apple's research kit and research kit was designed to bring research studies to people's smartphones. Um, we ended up being an early adopter of that and we um, had the distinction of being the first research kit study um, to um have people consented for a DNA um, sample collection on their smartphone. Um, this became a partnership with the NIH, which donated 10,000 spit kits originally. Um, and um, because it was so novel, um, our initial splash in 2016 um, got a lot of attention, including a New York Times story, wow. which was great. We've subsequently expanded to Android. Um, and it's in English and Spanish in the U.S., um, and it's in a few other countries, too. But we were limited by the fact that we are academics and we don't have um, the marketing and sort of creative vision of an advertising agency, nor any kind of budget to do that. So we named it um, PPD um, Act, which was postpartum depression action, um, ACT for action. And imagine our enormous delight and surprise when we are contacted this summer to say we had been picked um, by Wong duty and working with um, Kinley's team to um, be, have an opportunity to partner and, and sort of reimagine this um, in a way. And so once Kinley and her team got involved, the um, limitations of our ability to do outreach um, with our very um, sort of, you know, academic sort of approach to trying to do um communication and marketing in this space were revealed. And so it has just been an enormous privilege and pleasure and absolute great time to partner with, with um, our, the, the wonderful folks at long duty who have invested in this and have taken this scientific idea and absolutely um, made it something that I think is incredibly appealing and, and um, will help more, many more moms. We're already seeing that. So it's been completely rejuvenated and we're, we're reaching people um, everywhere now. So Kenley can tell you more about the next steps of, of how that worked, but it's just been such a gift to us.
0: That's amazing. and let me ask you really quick what's your personal connection with maternal mental health? What's your what brings it home for you and makes it such a passion for you?
1: Yeah. So I've been deeply passionate about women's health since I was a college student. I'm a women's college grad. And beginning with um, learning that most science and and an enormous number of medications on the market had never been tested in women, that women's health had been unbelievably neglected, um, has been a calling for me since I was 18. And as a psychiatrist, very, very interested in taking my passion for women's health and um, applying it to women's mental health broadly. I found when I became a junior faculty member at UNC and a mom with two small kids herself that this was a really neglected area here that needed to be developed. And I have always found it enormously satisfying. It is a wonderful thing to work with moms during the perinatal period. is such a vulnerable and profound time. Um, and you actually often can really help make a huge impact in helping women get well um, and then see someone go from being in crisis to being in a completely different place. And it feels very uh, rewarding and satisfying to, to be able to do that. I get to then interact with lots of cute babies um, coming in. And and so certainly PPD it just it is so prevalent that um, it impacts so many people we know, um, but it's been such an amazing place um, to invest my career um, at UNC, which has been incredibly supportive of this. And then seeing sort of the national dialogue about PPD change over time has been also incredibly rewarding.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about you, Kinley? What's your, what's your personal connection to maternal mental health and wanting to push this project forward?
2: Well, it's interesting because I don't think when we started on this journey that we thought we were going to end here. And it was complete surprise and delight when we found this research study. It was compelling, extremely compelling. In the past, when we've uh, approached other partners to do pro bono work, we have done, we did one on uh, the the pay gap. We have done um, one about pumping rights, about where you can pump milk um, in public places and, and just the lack of facilities that are clean and safe for moms. And, you know, we wanted to continue on that theme of helping women. And oftentimes the issues were around, how moms are treated in this country and how we can do better by them. So it really had to do with just the right place at the right time and finding um, Dr. Melzer Brody and her team and the work that they were doing in order to find something that we could really get behind. So many women in our agency are moms. Excuse me so many women in our agency, are moms, and, um, many of them actually came forward and shared their stories, their personal stories with postpartum depression. Once we started working on the campaign. And in fact, I, so I came off of maternity leave, came back to the agency, um, in June and we were in the midst of trying to figure out what pro bono work we wanted to do, um, and I didn't even realize or identify at that time that I had been going through postpartum depression myself. So when we started working on this campaign, it just was such an eye-opener for me personally because I think that I kind of I pushed all of those feelings back. I'm, you know, got to keep moving, got to do my work, got to do everything I can. You know, they hear women are constantly just trying to push through it and ignore the symptoms or, you know, I didn't talk to my doctor about it. Uh, Nothing like that. And, you know, now the more I look back, the more I'm like, wow, I profoundly had issues I should have taken care of. I profoundly, I know that I should have gotten help at that time. And honestly, it's because we were working on this campaign that I recognize that in myself, Um, which makes it even more of a reason to want to help.
0: Yeah, um, so let's kind of go into explain to our listeners what the program is, what the study is, and how we can be a part of it. Because I've done it myself, um, so maybe just from your perspective, what what it's all about and how we can support you and all that.
1: So I can tell you that the the project was designed again to help us really ultimately. And the suffering from PPD. Now, that's obviously a very audacious goal, and there's many steps in between, um, but it really is quite simple. If you've done it, then it asks women um, who um, self-identify as having had postpartum depression to answer some clinical questions, and then um, those who are eligible in terms of how we've designed the study and what we're looking for, are then invited to give a spit sample, which will allow us to look at um, their DNA. Now, the study is designed to be absolutely compliant with best practices in giving informed consent, and it is a research study, and it has ethics board approval, and all of that is carefully monitored through the University of North Carolina. And so before anyone can give Um, answer the the clinical questions, they have to go through informed consent process, which um, often could happen on an app. I mean, often it would be in person. Let me back up a second with that. Um, The informed consent process is an extremely important piece of any research study. And we took that very seriously. And in working with our ethics board, the challenge was adapting what we would normally do in person to an app.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, I think what we've developed for the app is more robust than what happens in person because people actually have to complete a quiz to demonstrate understanding. Yeah. So it's two parts. There's the informed consent process, taking a quiz, answering questions to then be able to answer the clinical piece. And then for those women who... Meet the inclusion criteria, which would be, in fact, they did have postpartum depression. And we also have, um, we are also only including women who had a live born child, because anyone who did not, the grief and enormous loss around that would potentially confound how someone would report their symptoms. Then they are invited to participate in the genetic piece. And then there's an entirely second informed consent process, and, and another quiz around that. If both of those end up with someone then agreeing to participate, and that's quick, I mean, you're doing it on an app and you're just mm-hmm. clicking things, um, you would then confirm your address where you want this mailed to, and then the spit kit is mailed to your house. You spit in this little tube and then you throw it back in the mail and it goes to the NIH bio Repository. everything's de-identified, um, so people don't have to be worried about that. Um, And then the results come back um, once they're genotyped. And so, so far, we've genotyped about 3,500 samples of those that have been submitted over the course of the study, and then many others are still in the biobank at this point. We are using those that have already been genotyped to contribute to an international study, um, genetic study, but we've collected a huge number through the app. And with these types of studies, more is always better because in genetic studies, you always need very, very large numbers of people participating.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I know because I did, like I said, I did do this and it was so simple. The app is so quick and easy to use. The questions were easy to answer. Um, it really was a no-brainer. didn't take that much of my time, which as a mom, you know, we don't have a lot of time. Um, didn't take a lot of my time. Uh, the sample came quick and there was the prepaid envelope. I mean, it was, there's no reason that You know, we don't have a few minutes to do that. So I I love and I appreciate the fact that you guys have made this something that is so um, quick and easy to
1: do we designed it yeah we designed it thinking if you're in line at the grocery store wearing the baby in the baby carrier um, or you're holding the baby and you only have one hand to try and sort of type Mm -hmm. this and balancing the cell phone on your on your baby um, can you do it while waiting in line at the grocery store so we really wanted it to be something that was very easy to use but also thoughtful um, and also took into account that It had to be easy, it had to be fast, it had to be convenient, and it needs to be really thoughtful and it needs to endorse what we would see as best practices in giving informed consent Mm -hmm. and taking all the ethical considerations into play because it is a research study um, meant to really um, change the way we understand postpartum depression. So all of those things Required a lot of time and effort, but I'm thrilled to hear that your experience of using it was a was a good one.
0: Yeah, it was. I and I I did. I felt like the informed consent was. I mean, it was very clear. And yeah, I just all of it all together. It was so easy. And and it's kind of like um, why women come on to our podcast and share their stories is we want to make what we went through worth something and help someone else and just to a quick survey and a a spit sample to be able to know that we're participating and contributing to figuring this out, you know, make it worth something for the suffering that we have felt and we've experienced and to feel less alone. And I mean, you guys, your goal is a hundred thousand samples. Is that right? That's our goal. And I, I think the first thing, I should have
1: said, and and maybe worth uh, making sure we emphasize, is that postpartum depression is one of the greatest causes of maternal mortality. It is one of the most prevalent complications of childbirth, and an enormous number of women suffer in silence, are not detected, and are not treated, and so that is our motivation for really investing in this place, is to understand the genetic signature so we can eventually change the way we understand who has it we identify ahead of time or prospectively who's at risk we intervene early and we really change the entire trajectory of um, how women go through the perinatal period so they don't suffer with this but it is something with huge public health consequences not only for the mom but also in terms of um, mothers um, that suffer with postpartum depression their their babies often um, have a um, worse neurodevelopmental outcomes too. Mm-hmm. And, and so this really is something that can impact two generations and, and understanding this can really change the trajectory for both moms and, and their babies.
0: Mm-hmm. And so um, just, as, just for the women out there that are asking the question of, do I even qualify? Should I even do this? it doesn't necessarily have to be someone that has been diagnosed with postpartum. Like you were saying, they just self-identify. Is that right? And then sort of as they take the quiz, they it kind of hones down to if they qualify.
1: Absolutely. And one of the most heartwarming things to us has been the women who said, I had this 20 or 30 years ago and no one knew what it was. So this is because it's DNA, it's lifetime history. It can be, you know, I have this now, I had this last year. It can be I had it 20 years ago. Women really remember the perinatal period incredibly well because it is such a profound time. Mm -hmm. And it asks questions. They've been using validated measures, carefully designed to ask people what was their experience, understanding what it was like. But no, it's given that, you know, unfortunately, a huge Percentage of women that suffer with this are never diagnosed and/or treated. You do not need to be diagnosed or treated. You just need to have suffered. And and then what that what we're doing is trying to understand whether you had something that we would see as clinically um, diagnosable depression in the in the postpartum period, um, and then make sure you're a good candidate um, to participate in the genetic aspect of the study. All women, regardless, and you can speak to this too, if you've used it do get feedback on on how they answer the questions, and there are resources provided to everyone. So we wanted to make sure that everyone was able to um, get resources and be directed for, for help if they need it.
0: Yeah, I loved that. Um, and Kinley, on your end of things, you're kind of running a lot of the social media and the PR side of it. What have you seen has been the biggest success or shock or surprise? What's been the most positive part of being able to get involved in social media with with this whole this whole other community of women.
2: Yeah, well I'd love to take a even a little bit of a step back before we even got to the community of women, which has been just overwhelmingly positive. You know, when we we realized that the UNC, they had the the app, the tech, the, the means were there. They had everything figured out. But we needed to figure out a way to get this in front of as many consumers as possible, as many moms, as many moms who have had postpartum depression. The more you narrow down, the tougher that is. And in our field, that's our job. That's what we do well. So it was just a no-brainer for us to get involved and try to get them to that sample. And so we overhauled all of the communication materials. We redesigned uh, the app to make it look like the mom jeans fight ppd branding and the emails that come to you after and the spit kit we even included you know a little bit of like a a sticker the mom jeans fight ppd sticker in it and we redesigned the instruction manual and things like that just to make it all feel really cohesive and to tell the compelling story that it has to tell Um, and their website of course that's one of the primary ways that people are getting to it if they're not going direct to download the mom jeans fight ppd app then they are going to the website, which they can easily get to the app from there. Um, and then with social, we added an Instagram account, and we took over uh, Twitter and Facebook, and you know gave the all the branding uh, love to it with Mom Site PPD. And what we have found in Instagram is that I think we we knew when you put out a number like one in seven women experience this, that is incredible and. You don't quite realize the scale until you are speaking to women about it and getting them to respond and the number of women who have messaged us thanking the Dr. Melsa Brody and her team and just thrilled to be a part of it because they are moms who felt helpless at one time but now they're empowered to help the next generation of moms and that goes so far. Uh, with these women it's just it's an incredible thing to be a part of I think the the community that we're trying to build in social to continue to spread the word is growing day by day and hopefully will help them get to their goal I mean there's there's no bad exposure for this we need every single mom to hear about this because if they didn't experience it themselves they likely have many friends who have so we just hope that we can continue getting the word out there
1: yeah. I it's love been that.
2: amazing. It's been amazing.
1: And working with Kinley and her team has been just um, as I mentioned, such a gift to us, but really just exceptional people who are so committed and donating the time to transform what we had done and make it something that really can can resonate with people um in a way that really excite people to participate.
0: Yeah. And and again, like I said, it's just it's so simple. It really it's just I'm so glad you guys have done such a good job at making sure that it's something that works for moms and it's thoughtful and all of that. Like, it's just incredible. Um, and so how do we find you on all of the social channels? As far as what I've got here, it's mom jeans fight PPD and jeans is G E N E S not mom jeans, even though that's the brand name. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, is that correct? It's, and you're available on Android and Apple. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so our, our handle for social on Facebook and Instagram are exactly the name Mom Jeans, G N E S, fight PPD. And then if you're going to go directly to download the app, then you just go to the Apple iTunes Store or the, um, the Google Play Store and just type in Mom Jeans fight PPD, and it should be what pops
0: up. Awesome. And what can we do to support you? Just keep spreading the word. What are some things that we can do as far as the mom community on our end? What's our it is call to all about
2: pushing this message forward, following on social, reposting, retweeting, telling your own story. We, we've recently been getting a lot of... Um, mom's reaching out and saying, I want to tell my story on your social channel. This, I was, you know, I'm connected to this. I want to help other moms. I want to help destigmatize this conversation around postpartum depression. That's been probably, you know, aside for the fact that we're trying to make this research happen, you know, get those hundred thousand samples. When it comes to the conversation around it, there's so many women who are suffering in silence and it's, it's our voices that are going to continue to amplify the other women's voices. We have to show them we're out here. We, we struggled, but we got through it and you can too. And we're here for you. And don't let someone tell you this, you're not going through something real. You know, we have, we hear a lot of, uh, of stories. And you see comments about women who said, you know, people didn't believe me. I I knew something was wrong and they just feel alone Mm -hmm. and we know that we can help change that conversation by making sure it's as public as possible.
1: Absolutely. And I I think that just encouraging participation, it's been really amazing watching the reach spread. And I think it's very empowering for people to participate because they're part of something that um, is now national and international Um, mom jeans um, nationally in the U S this is what we're doing, but it's really um, quite amazing on how it's sort of spreading, word is spreading, and hearing the stories, um, having people share stories with us is unbelievably um, heartfelt and means a tremendous amount to us and really provides the ongoing fuel for our fire to work hard to make things better um, for the women that suffer and for their families, um, partners, and then certainly their, their children.
0: mm mm-hmm. Um, and I was, uh, Kinley and I were talking a little bit before we started about how incredible this community of women are. Like, it's just even women that haven't had it. What a, be- what a beautiful connection we all have. Even though most of us, you know, I know I'm not the only podcast out there like this, right? And there's got to be more studies and more social pages and all the things. And I just think it's so incredible how this many women can come together. And not have it be about a competition or anything like that. It's just about coming together as a tribe of women that want to advocate for each other. And I think it's just, it's incredible that you guys, and I can just tell even by the way that you speak about it, that it's a passion and a life's purpose for both of you. And I'm just, I'm so grateful that we have this study because it's always something. I mean, that's why I started this whole project is I'm like, there has to be a common denominator. Somewhere there's got to be some piece that connects this because it's just crazy, and every single story that we've heard is so different. But there's got to be some sort of common denominator.
1: Yeah, so I think that the the passion for for me is really, you know, motherhood. Most women become mothers, not all, but most. It is such a vulnerable time. It is such a profound time, um, and it is a time that. Um, when you have postpartum depression or a different postpartum psychiatric illness, it's just devastating and, and enormously difficult. And so really working in the space to intervene, if this is something that affects one in seven women, that's just A tremendous number of people that have been through this together, often in silence because of shame and stigma. And I see this as a way of having people move out of the shame and stigma to a much more empowered place to say, I went through this and I want to contribute to this so that no one else has to do that. And um, I think as people see... The wave, the ripple of all the people coming forward and sharing this, it really changes them from feeling lonely and isolated to I'm the only one that had this to realizing, oh, my goodness, I'm actually part of an enormous community. And that in itself, I think, is really helpful.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, just kind of to wrap up, is there anything else that you want um, the listeners to know about the project, about yourselves, of what's coming up? Anything there?
2: Um, we could mention that if there is, and I'm sure Dr. melzer Brody, you probably have something else, but I do want to mention that if you are listening from the LA area and you want to join us for an event that we're throwing on February 29th, give us, shoot us a DM through Instagram and we'll get you an invite. We want to make sure that we're bringing as many women together as possible to help spread the word about this research. And one way that we're going to do it is through a private event, um, with, um, influencers and women who, who have had PPP or want to share about it um, and just help get the word out.
0: Awesome. And for anybody that this, this podcast will be live a lot longer than that too. So anybody that's interested in that also connect with mom jeans and see if they have any events closer to the date that you're actually listening to this as well. So Oh yeah! If this isn't broadcasting, then you can just totally cut that out. <laughs> oh, it will! It will! It will! We'll make okay. sure this goes live before then because we want to get that out there. But for also because it will be live forever, uh, I want to yeah. be able to have you know there will be events and other things. So yes, for sure. And what about you, Dr. Brody?
1: Well, I'm I'm very excited too. I'll be coming to L.A. the end of this month for the event there. But we. Are going to continue to spread word. I am always eager for people to um, share their stories with our team. We are pl- paying co- close attention um, and anyone that wants to get involved and help us amplify word we're all ears um, but we are so grateful to every single person who's sharing um, their story, sharing their DNA with us via the spit kit um, and helping us work towards imagining a future where Women do not have to suffer with um, something as awful as postpartum
2: depression.
0: Thank you so much. And for women that do want to share their stories with you, how do they get in touch with with you guys for that? Well, one of the best things
1: is we love having people use social and share their stories on social on our Mom Jean site that I think works best. Um, and then we also have a mom jeans website people can use. Um, but I think really sharing their stories on one of the multiple social outlets is the best way to do it.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. I'm so honored to be able to share this space with you, um, and to spread the word on behalf of you guys. I just, yeah, this is just incredible. I really appreciate you taking the time. To speak with us, I know you're both very busy, um. So yeah. Anyways, I'm. Thank you for being advocates for all of us.
1: Oh well, thank oh, you. you. <laughs> thank
2: you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. For people to to use their voice in this way, and it's it's fantastic. We're happy to be here.
0: All right. Oh, and will you keep us posted on your progress, and we'll we'll kind of keep that going on our social media as far as however long this project goes.
1: We sure will. Thanks again so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix Podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org.
0: We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.